again and welcome to Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen. Hello everyone, nice to have you back. Nice to have you back as well. So today we're going to talk about sleep, the importance of sleep, sleep hygiene, everything to do with sleep. And how it works with your brain, your physical body, perhaps your mental abilities. Learning abilities. Everything. Everything. Sleep is paramount. And you know how we're taught that eight hours is what you need? Some people don't. Some mm. people actually need more. It varies with age too. Yeah, it varies does. as you get older, you don't yeah. need as much. Although I would sometimes disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if you've walked 16Ks the previous day. Yeah. It is. And I, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, the welfare coordinator at my son's school about sleep and we were looking at some case studies of, of students that they've got issues with and guess what happens? The children don't go to bed until late at night. And then they see all these issues arise. And the teacher I was talking to said that you can tell the kids that have a regular bedtime without them even telling you, and you know the ones that don't. Yeah, and probably the ones that exercise probably too. That's yeah, that yeah the be. ones that do sports or something. I can just I just felt myself morphing into another subject, but we'll keep to the subject. We'll keep, we'll keep, <laughs> keep to, to sleep. <laughs> so, what does good sleep hygiene look like? Well, it it does vary slightly for mm-hmm. people, doesn't it? So Absolutely. They, so you give you can give people that we've got these little handouts on sleep hygiene that has all sorts of things that you can implement. Some will work for you, some won't. Obviously, mm-hmm. I can't say get solid. You know, six hours of sleep if you've got a newborn baby. That's not going to happen. But there's lots of things that are on that list that you can do, which are things like make sure that you're comfortable to go to sleep, make sure that you develop a good uh, before bedtime routine, i.e. much like a child, clean your teeth, get into bed, relax, da, da, da. don't try and go to bed with the stereo blaring and, and lights on everywhere. Media. And on social media. Although I'll be the first one to admit, I go to sleep at night probably a good 30 seconds after I finish reading emails and, and it never stops me going to sleep. All right. So, so well, well, just on a scientific level, well done for that, by the mm. way, Kath, and I'm sure you're not the only person. No, I'm not. But with, they, you know, with uh, light hitting the eye mm-hmm. and stimulus, they find that it's, you know, especially kids and stuff like that. Um, so they know that that actually affects your chemical levels. Your melatonin levels, yeah. So and that's why we sleep at night because our melatonin levels drop with uh, the light hitting the eyeballs. So, general, you know, if you've got sleep problems, like you obviously don't have a problem sleeping, so it's not I have a, a very problem. good hypnotherapist, though, <laughs> and my, my hypnotherapist, another, this is a, a segue into hypnotherapy, my hypnotherapist, you may have heard of her, her name's Sandy, um, she implemented some strategies into my subconscious about sleep and sleep patterns and so on. So, um, But that's on the word of melatonin, something to note there. Melatonin is a one-hit wonder. If you're using that, you use it once before you go to sleep. You don't use melatonin multiple times. Absolutely. Um, because, I mean, it's naturally occurring chemical in our body, and but you're 100% right. You don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and hit yourself with more melatonin. Yeah, that is just a recipe for total disaster. 
So, um, and there's other things to do that don't involve melatonin as well, as well. So some people, I'm sure the same people come to you that go, oh, I use melatonin. And, mm-hmm. like, Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes it just doesn't work. I've tried it. I've tried it. And then I found out I had a food intolerance issue and that's why I wasn't able to sleep properly. Um, so once I sorted out the food allergies, my melatonin levels are actually fine. It was to do with how my body was re- reacting to the food yes. issues. Actually, talking about that, like, because, you know, talking about, you know, the perceived eight-hour sleep or whatever, and the thing is that, you know, the other thing that you brought up was uh, about mothers, you know, not getting adequate sleep and all the rest that is also a natural progression so that is a is something that as a human being women as a mother we actually there's a sort of like a genetic programming you get through it it's not the most pleasant thing in the world but um we cope when we've got young ones with less sleep than what say it was just a teenager going out yahooing or me that's past all of that now I wouldn't cope as well yeah um but when you are a mother you actually do there's a a, a, I don't want to say genetically but a um like a biological like a biological link that that you can actually respond and still cope it's much like a crying baby will make you let down yes yeah yeah, that's yeah it's like an autonomic response almost but yeah it just happens you go through that phase of your life and then somehow your body recognizes when you're not in that phase of life and then off you go into the next into the next phase so sleep hygiene what can you do to promote a good night's sleep like Sandy just said, not be on social media five minutes before you go to bed. Yeah, and this is, you know, the thing is that, you know, if we're talking about, you know, good sleep hygiene or if we're talking and we'll just go there and then we'll perhaps look at some of the problems that can occur. Mm. So good hygiene, as one of the things I said was, you know, don't be on social media. Don't be fully stimulated before you go to don't bed. Don't do aerobics in the lounge room. And then go straight to bed. Mm-hmm. You might find the, you might get a bit of restless limbs. Don't do aerobics <laughs> on top of, and then top it off with a Red Bull, and yeah. then <laughs> pop yourself into bed and expect miracles to occur. Yeah, and a couple Not of likely. chocolate bickies. A couple of chocolate bickies <laughs> with your Red Bull after you've done aerobics, and a regular sleep routine. So if you mm-hmm. think about people that work night shift, what they struggle with is often that change, and they do they do adjust. To it like yes. if they do i should say rotating shifts where they might do four days on four days off nurses, four days on this nurses, oh, it's a nightmare God. i mean this is so i've been in a relationship for nearly 19 years with someone that's predominantly worked night shift or afternoon shift and i've seen what that's done to his body clock and and everything so you know he just never has adjusted out of it but having a regular bedtime and and sticking to that. So if you're exhausted, if you get up in the morning and you're absolutely exhausted and there's no physiological reason, like you don't have sleep apnea or, you you know, you've investigated all of those medical things and you say, right, well, some nights I go to sleep at 9.30 and other nights at midnight. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I stay up till one o'clock in the morning playing video games and you're all over the place. Setting yourself that boundary to, as a bit of self-care to say, I know that I need to be in bed by this time for me to be able to sleep well and to function well. Likewise, they say that the best quality sleep you get is before midnight. Mm-hmm. And also, here you go, people that are wanting to shed a few kilos, 
Mm. Better sleep. If you've got shocking sleep patterns, you're more likely to carry more kilos. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not healthy kilos. So what happens while you sleep? Well, the hypnotherapist might be able to explain what happens with your subconscious while you're asleep. Okay, so with the mind, that's often, you know, I deal with people that have very busy minds that often have problems with sleep, so we work on. And believe it or not, it is not a still mind. That's not what we want. We want our mind to comfortably process all the inputs and stimuli that we've had of the day, and that's what sleep does for the mind. It allows, imagine your mind is, you know, like a big filing system and, you know, the subconscious is, you know, putting in the files where they need to be. That's what happens when you sleep. Sorts mm-hmm. it out. Um, you know, and, you know, often pieces of people that don't sleep well get caught in a file and just keep going over and over and over the same thing because they can't put it to rest or they don't know how to. Their so, executive assistant isn't doing their filing system well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Subconscious <laughs> is off, you know, <laughs> playing in the field. Um, but um, so, you know, for the mind, that's what happens is it starts sorting out all the stimuli and input of the day. And so then you're fully functional and focused on the next day. You know, and as we sleep, it allows body to rest, to heal, to detox, uh, to rejuvenate. It allows, you know, the stress off the joints, off the heart, all those sort of things. And everything sort of goes into resting mode. So so it can reset and re-energise. You've got lots of things happening while you're sleeping physiologically. While you sleep, um, everything going back into rebalancing basically, and just being like, and you can, you know, because there's all different depths of sleep and different things happen at different depths of sleep and different um, delta waves and all the rest that go through. So, you know, that, you know, the REM sleep and that's, you know, your brain sorting out stuff. REM sleep is the best. I actually had a client in on the weekend and we went through, it's amazing um, how much I Forgot that I'd learn at uni about <laughs> the sleep cycles because I actually drew a graph here and showed her everything of what happens to explain that she'd been having some fairly vivid um, dreams and and quite terrifying dreams. Oh, okay. And so we went through the um, the different sleep so she could understand what was going on mm-hmm. through that and why why it was happening. And likewise, you need to go through those cycles. X amount of times a night to wake up feeling rested. So if you don't get into REM sleep, then that's not a quality sleep mm-hmm. either. Because you don't so. get the full cycle. That's right. So mm-hmm. if you're um, stressed or if you're not managing expectations, if you're not doing all of those things, then your subconscious doesn't get that ability to rest and pile. Yeah, or the, the one that, you know, it's interesting, I, I don't know what you have, but so many people think with um, sleeping or even with meditation that they, they want this still empty mind. Yeah. And then they're, they're anxious and thinking, why is my mind still going? Your mind doesn't ever stop. It yeah. never, ever, ever stops. It's about perhaps a, a just a, a more comfortable processing level, not this racing 
or a thousand things in your head, but it's not about not having any. I don't know what that would be. You know, I always think about the cricket. You know, do, do, do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that would be like. That would just be like cricket. But you just don't aim for that. You let the body and the mind do what it naturally wants to do. There's different things that you can use during sleep as well. Some people like ambient music. Mm-hmm. So I love there's on Spotify there's a, a playlist called Relaxing Massage and I put that on the Google Home Mini when my son goes to sleep every night. So, you know, hey Google, play Relaxing Home Massage. Mm. Uh, sorry, Relaxing Massage. I'm just hoping that it doesn't fire up in my office here now that I've said that. <laughs> That's all right. So you can hear there's some background music coming. But I use that with him and it just creates this ambient because obviously it's designed to use in a massage environment where you need someone to relax. Yeah. Now, if he's having an unsettled night, I will leave that playing all night and mm. I find that that will eventually settle him out. If I turn the music off, he's... It's like he needs that white, that noise in the background. Yeah, I had um, at one stage um, a guy write me some music. So when I'm doing uh, the hypnotherapy and he worked out, he started out, I don't think he worked it out for me. I think he worked it out a long time before. But uh, but he worked um, on uh, circadian and beta rhythms or something. So that was placed throughout the whole music. Um, and it's just, it's a beautiful bit of music. Yeah, it is a like nice it's, bit of music. You know, and you just sort of sit back and, you know, the thought process of doing all of that. Also, the other thing that, um, I know they did a study, you know, talking about sleep and all the rest, and they did um, one on, and it was, they were taking out the, a lot of the white noise, um, Baroque music. And Baroque okay. music evidently has some of those rhythms still within it um, that were naturally written, you know, a couple of hundred years ago. And so it's also another effective sort of background, but sometimes just nothing is the best. Sometimes nothing, especially if you've been overstimulated. Yeah, you go to the relaxing the music if you need it, mm. but sometimes background music can be. Um, distracting mm. I suppose it yeah, yeah tend to lit. and last night while my son was having trouble getting to sleep and I said to him I want you to lie down and I'm going to come back in 10 minutes I want you to think about all the different wheels that they put on different cars because he's a bit car obsessed and I said I just want you to lie down I want you to think about what goes under Holden's and what goes he said I'm going to think about Mustangs I said well, you think about all the different wheels and what sort of tyres and all those things that they put on cars and I went back five minutes later and he was out <laughs> so yeah. and he didn't mention it this morning but giving yourself something to think about other than I should have done this today, I've got to do that tomorrow and keeping your mind active just to take it onto something else that brings you down. Yeah, actually, it's Not down, I should say, not down and depressed, down into into a relaxed mode. Yeah, it's, um, you know, often I'll um, ask people because, you know, the busy mind, I'll say just concentrate on your toes. Mm. Just shift your focus down onto your toes. Imagine what the internal workings of each of those feet look like and then start just slowly working up your body. And what it's the same sort of thing. All you did was use tyres. And it doesn't matter. So if you're it's a, what they relate to. Yeah, what, if you're a bird fancier, think about blah, blah, blah. If, you know, you're a plant fancier, it doesn't matter. Then you're not focusing on going to sleep. So if you get into bed and you go, I have to go to sleep. I've got 15 minutes to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep right now. And turning over the... 
it's now 10 o'clock, I need to be asleep now because this is going to give me eight hours or this. If you start focusing on those sorts of things, you will stress yourself out no end. Okay, uh, thing you do not focus on. <laughs> okay, what have I got to do tomorrow? Oh, my God, I've got to do all that filing. I've got this at work to do tomorrow. Oh, my God, I've got to get, I'm never going to get it I need to be up done. at six. I need to be up at six. <laughs> if I'm not up at six, how long, how far away is that? That's only seven hours away. That's not enough. So I need to go to sleep right now. Right now is going to give me seven hours. <laughs> See how you go with that compared to, Mustangs have these kind of wheels on them. Yeah, but... yeah I wonder what my bones and my toes look like, you know, and the joints. I wonder what that bird, I was out walking yesterday. I did, as Cass said, I did actually walk 15 k's yesterday and just saw this most beautiful pink parrot. Oh, my God, they're stunning. But, you know, I mean, obviously focus on something pleasant or something inane. Like really, you know, that's why the old saying, count sheep, that's another really good technique. And if you're having trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep, speak to your GP, speak to your, and if there's nothing physiological, come and talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk I, I said, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it in the first one. When I sort of sit back and, you know, as Kath and I were saying, you know, often we get people in here going, oh, my God. You know, someone's finally left, you know, being, and I know that there's sort of a big sort of hoo-ha in the clinical hypnotherapy area about why are we like the last people finally we get them when they've been through everyone. It's, you know, it's, I know that I'm sort of beating the chest a bit and I do apologise, but it's sort of like these therapies should be some of the first ones sought out. You know what I was thinking because we had this yeah, talk about it yesterday that I think that with hypnotherapy, people often see it as a last resort until they have used it once and then they tend to see it as their first resort. Yes. So it takes them getting to that last resort and trying everything else. And like I say, you need to check your physiological things first. Oh, so if you go through and they find a reason that you're not sleeping well, well, that's something that you need to address on a medical level. Mm. But if they find nothing, Rather than going down the path of I need to take medication to sleep or something, there are other alternatives to look at. I mean, look, I have had clients there that have had to go through with, um, you know, different other things and then we've started, usually with every therapy, doesn't matter what therapy I'm doing, whether it be something as, and I know I shouldn't say this, something as simple as smoking because it is very, very easy to become a non-smoker. Um, but within every therapy that I do, I always look at sleep. And there are people that I have referred off to the doctor because I've thought that they might have sleep apnea mm. or that there might be something. So I'll ask them to go and get that checked out um, because it's, it's important to know. Cause there's things that, you know, even with these sort of therapies and a physical uh, sort of, you know, thing like CPAP or something that they might need, Usually there's, you know, great things because usually once they're at that stage, their natural rhythms are out. So even when they're given the physical support, their brain pattern's not right. So that's where the hypnotherapy can help to jump it back in or, or counselling or, you know, anything like that sort of helps put it back into. And sometimes it's just understanding good sleep hygiene. Yes, yes. People often don't realise how important that is. And, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I don't always do it perfectly myself. No, As I said, no. I'm on the phone. Mm. Um, but uh, but I do I re at least recognise those things. And mm. clients that I have had use it have received 
a lot of benefit from it mm. on varying levels depending on what they've chosen to do. But, you you know, we'll upload a handout on sleep hygiene, good sleep hygiene. I'll yeah. pop it onto the Facebook page so you can have a look at the PDF. Yeah. But um, we're always here for the consultation anyway. Yeah, and it is. It's, you know, often if we, we're getting that good sleep, you know, you, you know, some people love a good shower that relaxes them. A bath. A bath. Burning you know, lavender. Yeah, lavender, and lavender is fantastic. Here's, here you go. Um, just a bit more trivia. I was watch, watching a Michael Mosley program mm -hmm. and he was doing um, some of the placebo effects and all the rest, but he was doing one on memory and uh, he had control group. Long and the short of it, he had one that were just doing the same thing. They pretty much got the same result. He had one group and he was uh, had rosemary infused. And Rosemanacea is, is actually has been shown to help improve memory. And their their results improved. And there was one the other control group they were actually had lavender in the infuser. And theirs was worse because they were all <laughs> dropping off to we are not dropping off to sleep. Yeah, but they were but all they were, dying, but they they were sort of bits of sleeping, not really concentrating on the memory. Um, and the important thing is what I learned from it, and I suppose I should have known, but I didn't realise that I didn't know, is that with those infusers, so I became very, very mindful of what scents I had in my room because when it's done in an, in an infuser and you're breathing it in, it actually is, goes into your blood. Mm. And so because they they, with that Michael Mosley one, they did blood tests and they could actually measure it. And oh, it actually okay, been taken in. Yeah, so the, it was actually a measurable result. So, so I should have to be, because I use a difference between, I've got a, a meditation blend, a clear focus and a relaxation blend. And I have to mm -hmm. say that I do, depending on what's going to go on in yes. the room that day, yeah. this day that I do make sure that I've got that subtle, yeah. you know, the right sort of subtle scent. So that's another one, aromatherapy too. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And we we're always open to suggestions. So you can comment on the link on the Facebook page and tell us how, what you do that, that helps you sleep and yes. um, that you've found it's worked or, you know, what sort of issues you've had and how you worked those out. Oh, um, can I just say sense? something? Food is also yeah. another one. Oh, people, yes, food. Sorry, I know that you were just finishing up, Kath. I was just, you know, there's a million things that run through my head. Um, we just had a talk before about getting to the point. One of us heard what was said and the other one didn't, and it was yeah. the one that brought it up that's not getting it. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Food. Food is important. That is it important. Is. Food is really important. Mm. So, you know, if you're sitting back and, it's, you know, you just don't probably necessarily want to go to bed on a very full stomach. Sandy and I both aren't really late night eaters, are we? No. No, I, I, do, I, don't. I have been known to hook into a good cup of tea though. Yes, it'd be lovely <laughs> caffeine. Just polish that off with a Red Bull and into bed after your aerobics. <laughs> Although they have found that um, coffee can actually be a very good relaxer. If you have 100% Arabica coffee, yes, it right. apparently doesn't do that yeah. to you. And I have to say, coffee's never been a stimulant that would keep me away. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. So I'm an almond milk hot chocolate girl. Mm -hmm. So I I do have one of those at night after I come back from the gym. I sit down, I make my partner has a coffee, and it never affects him yeah. sleep wise. And I'll have an almond milk hot chocolate, and then I'll go and have a shower, and I'll do this, I'll go to bed. So 
Um, and I probably have that a good hour, hour and a half before I do go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's a fair length of time. But that's the most about, like, I'm not eating. But the thing is that you that. don't have a, a problem with sleep. So no, we're I don't. just talking about. But again, about I have a very yeah. good hypnotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that when what I'm sort of trying to highlight is that if you are having difficulties, they're the things that you, you should look at. Look at, yeah. Whereas if you, you know, both Kath and I are obviously a good sleeping people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but if you're experiencing difficulties, just have a look at those areas and um, it just may help. A keep bit. a diary. Keep yeah. a keep a diary of what you do in the last half of the day. Did you know? Did I sleep better on the days where I've exercised and done this and this and this? Do I sleep better on days where I haven't or have avoided this? Or did this affect my sleep? And see if you can derive a pattern out of it, and then that will help you to implement the right sleep hygiene for you. It is so. Yeah, I, and we would. We'd love to hear back or any suggestions. You, Because we're always learning. We always learn. So it's, it's a, a really nice part to get some feedback. Don't forget, we've got the Facebook page, Mind Matters with uh, Sandy and Kathleen. We've also got Skyview Hypnotherapy for Sandy mm-hmm. and Mental Health and Beyond for myself. And we've also got the Lifestyle Workshop, which brings us together. So <laughs> we are well covered and, and on Instagram as well. On Instagram, we've got... Um, Mental Health and Beyond, and Skyview, oh, the Barefoot Hypnotherapist, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we have those two, so we're, we're accessible. But if you can't find us, just, I don't know, send us a message, email us. <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah. So until next time, have a good week. And sleep well. And sleep very well. Catch you later. <laughs>